This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, depending what time you're listening to the podcast. Welcome once again to the Bass Kayak and Beers podcast. Have a great show for you today. Before we get into my special guests and what we're talking about, what we're going to be talking about, just kind of give you a wrap on my weekend. Went fly fishing with uh, Jacob from Jacob Fish and Hunt. If you if you haven't followed him on Instagram, go follow him. Um, I've been meaning to get into fly fishing just because. As you know, my uh, sponsor for the podcast is Douglas Rods, and they make an amazing um, casting and spinning rods. But they're really known for their also their uh, fly fishing rods, and their Sky G is an award-winning fly fishing rod. So I got a couple of rods from them, and I figured, you know what, let me try it. I really enjoyed it. Um, one of my favorite movies going up um, when I was young was um, a movie directed by Robert Redford. It was called It's called um, A River Runs Through It. That's been one of my favorite movies years ago um i never got to do fly fishing until this year so i really got to enjoy it i was at the brazos river which is great for fly fishing for stripers managed to land one striper um jacob was of course being the fly fishing extraordinaire that he is just putting a beat down on small on uh spotted bass sand bass and stripers so got to learn a lot from him especially with casting that's the biggest thing but yeah we had a great time um and I'm excited to do this again. I'm still going to focus more on kayak fishing and tournaments because I still need to learn and get better at it before I can, you know, really dig in into other things. But really, if you haven't tried fly fishing, go check it out um, if you get a chance. Bring somebody that knows. YouTube can only teach you so much. But anyways, um, talking about this week's episode, we have a great episode for you today. I'm super honored to have my next guest Probably one of the most respected persons, uh, people involved in kayak fishing. Of course, I'm talking about Steve Owens. 
He is the owner of Dog on Bait and Tackle. He's now being taken over um, Bass Nation in Georgia and in Tennessee. We're going to be talking about those two tournaments. If you remember, if you listen to my podcast, Freddie Garza was on my podcast uh, a few months ago, uh, midway through the year, to talk about the Bass Nation in Georgia. And Freddie has been very involved in helping the youth community, um, getting scholarship for um, high school and college for um, bass fishing. So he's focused on that. Thankfully, we have Steve Owens, who's a godsend to keep the kayak fishing community rolling, not only with dugout bait and tackle, uh, which are now, by the way, going to be um, uh, have Douglas. So go check out DouglasOutdoors.com. You can buy them online through Dugout Bait and Tackle, or you can visit their store, an amazing store. Anybody that knows Dugout Bait and Tackle um, knows the legend behind it. Um, so amazing stuff. Super honored to have Steve Owens. So I'm going on and on. You don't want to hear about me. You want to hear about Steve Owens. So we're going to go to a quick commercial, and then we're going to have Steve Owens join us. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Mr. Steve Owens, how are you, sir? Man, I'm doing great. What about you? Awesome. Now that I have you on the show, man, it's, again, like I said, it's an honor to have you. Uh, we've, we've watched what you've done with Bass Nation, um, Bass, Kayak Se- Bass Nation Kayak Series, and now Dug a Bait and Tackle. Like I mentioned, you're very respecting the kayak fishing community, and it's an honor to have you on the podcast. Hey, I really, really appreciate that. I do want to say one thing to start off. I actually don't own Dugout Bait and Tackle. That's Jamie Coza. Uh, he brought me in uh, going on two years ago uh, on the kayak team and or, or actually as a just a, a person working through the shop uh, on the side. And, and together we built our kayak team and, and, and started the Dugout series. But Jamie Coza owns it in Marietta, Georgia. And uh, super honored to be a part of it. Uh, just grown a, a friendship into a family basically with with him and, and his wife and kids and and my family uh but yeah so jamie co owns a dugout and, and like you said we'll have douglas uh coming up pretty soon uh hopefully you know they're working on you know just supply chain stuff and getting that going so uh appreciate you you know let me come on and talk about everything we've got going on and thank you for all the kind words my pleasure, man. And correction there on my part, my mistake. I should have said run. That's what I meant to say. Run, dug a bait and tackle. Um, I kind of, we always associate Steve Owens with dug a bait and tackle. But again, oh, that's uh, good. That's job. great. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> so, Steve, again, thank you for coming on. Um, you now got your hands as if your plate wasn't full enough. Now you are running Bass Nation in Georgia and in Tennessee. How do you manage to get into that mess? How are you feeling about all that work? <laughs> 
I, I think I get scared of having any free time. I think that's what it I is. I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So how did you, how, first of all, for those that don't know you, Steve, um, tell us a little bit about you. You know, you, like I mentioned, you run dugout bait and tackle. Um, you're working now, now as a tournament director for these two um, Bass Nation series. What else you know, do you do and how are you more, how are you involved in fishing and kayak fishing? Uh, well, I got started kayak fishing. Um, I'm, I want to say about seven years ago, uh, one of my, my best friends at the time and still is, is Ryan Lambert. Uh, we, you know, we ran around, did a lot of stuff together. We've been friends probably 15 years now, I guess, maybe longer. Uh, but you know, we, we, you know, we, we fished a little bit together. We'd go to ball games and just, you know, just have fun. And, and he, he decided, you know, he saw a, a video and thought, man, you know, I've got a boat. I've got a three-year-old daughter. You know, it's hard getting boats in and out. Uh, let me try this this tandem kayak. It was a native tandem FX-15. So I, I found a used one and got one. And then we just got into the tournament scene and started a local club, uh, took over a local club that he started with another couple of guys on Lake Chickamauga here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And none of us knew what we were doing so we just knew we had buddies that that wanted to fish so we just kept kept it and grew it and then uh kbf uh, had a lot of series back then before they shrunk down to the better structure they have now where they're more hands-on um, so I, I directed the kbf events on lake chickamauga and gunnersville for three or four years and that just grew you know because kbf you know had, had a good great following and, and a lot of supportive anglers and so you know we you know, Ryan and I were on the native team, so we put together a tournament there with Jordan Lee. And so that got me understanding that we could handle big things and um, had the opportunity to to go to work with for Jamie Coza at the dugout. You know, they've been in business for, wow, 40 something years, probably. Um, and so I just attached myself to a good thing, thankfully. And, uh, you know, he had just became a Hobie dealer uh four or five maybe three months before i came on and uh he already had a few pretty good staff members and being you know familiar with what i was doing i i just uh, uh i took that on with him to build it and grow it because he he has vision you know like a lot of entrepreneurs further down the road than we do uh if you just put the vision out there and i can buy into it i can do the footwork to help get us there uh but you know somewhere along the way uh, got to be pretty good at tournament directing, and I think it's just from treating people well and uh, and kind of being a little bit of afraid to to fail someone. I want everybody to have a good time. Uh, Dwayne Wally reached out with uh, when they were building the Bassmaster series, and uh, got in on that. Got to help Bass, you know, build that series and and directed it first season. I did the uh, the Bassmaster Classic event on Logan Martin. Uh, with my co-director in Tennessee and Georgia here, Daniel Davis, who wasn't able to be with us tonight. Uh, he's one of my good friends too. We were friends far before he got into fishing and just someone we really trust and does a great job. So he he and Bethany Arango helped us with the Bassmaster Classic event, which is 230 something people. Went off without a hitch. Everything went perfect, went great. The anglers do a great job. And so from there, you know, that got busy very quickly. And my dugout responsibilities grew, so I had to step away from the national trail. But just uh, getting introduced to the Bass Nation part of it, uh, which is still confusing to a lot of people. But like you said, we'll dive into that later. But, uh, you know, seeing, you know, that we have 
a platform in our area in the southeast specifically that I can influence um, and do things for. Um, I felt the need, you know, that that you know we need to keep the Bass Nation going because it's, you know, you have your grassroots, then your Bass Nation to get to the Bassmaster Classic event, and from Bassmaster you have Hobie and KBF as well. So that's our three elite series is right now but there's a lot of anglers who can't you know put the time in to travel to these events uh, a lot of people can't afford 260 dollars plus travel and lodging and everything time off work um and and they're they're wanting more than just their 30 dollars grassroots tournament and i knew that we could do that got with jamie um at the dugout bait and tackle reached out to some others jamie was a title sponsor with dugout and uh through industry contacts that I made through him and trade shows, um, you know, was able to line up some really good sponsors for it and learned along the way how to talk to, you know, the community leaders and show them where we can give them a return so that they'll in turn support each event so that, you know, we're a hundred percent payout. We cover the X and PayPal fees. So $75 entry fee, 70 goes to the pot, Five goes to the big bass pot. So um, that's how I got into all of this, I guess. <laughs> that's very interesting. Um, so you actually cover the tournament fees, the, we the do. PayPal yeah. fees. Right. That At is this awesome. Point right now, we're able to do that for this season. So um, it's not easy, that, but you know, you just yeah. you have to, you just, you just, but the biggest thing, and I, I share with, anyone that's interested in this and, and anglers especially because it's there's more anglers than there are tournament directors so if you're an angler and you're looking to get uh, a douglas steel things like that before you go to them be able to tell them what you can do for them you know yep. uh, how the partnership while you may be the weak link right now you're going to grow yourself into something that's going to help them sell the product in the stores in your area or at least get the advertising out for now. So, yeah, no, and it, it, it goes more than um, for me with Douglas. It more just goes more than posts. You know, it goes to a store, showing the rods, and opening an account with them, and that's how you build relationships. You know, when when you have somebody, whether it's Douglas or anyone, I'm not. You know, I'm not at this point trying to shameless plug, but with anyone that you really <laughs> interested, a solid company, you know. It, Put in the work, you know, make a good name for yourself. You know, even I don't have a huge following on my account, but I do a lot of work to, you know, for my sponsors and they appreciate that. They see that and they say, you know what? He may not have 50,000 um, subscribers, but he does the footwork uh, of going to the uh, tackle shops, showing rods, showing our products, showing them on the water. And that's that's very important for anybody. But and again, we can go down that rabbit hole, but mainly we, you know, I. Like I said, I'm really impressed with the fact that you're covering the the tourney X fees. That, I mean, that speaks volume. Um, I don't know what we have to do to get you to move to Texas. So we can have you help our catching fishing community. Um, not you know, and not not taking anything away from our tournament directors. We got Chris Morales, great tournament director. Um, oh, yeah. Duke Tran, Duke. you know, uh, Jacob uh, Jacob Andrews and. Um, Joseph Anderson, yeah, got, I always get those. Yeah, you got Sanderson and, and yeah. Sanderson, oh, Pat, yeah. Patrick Malone's done a great job. Patrick Malone, years. how could you forget yeah. about Patrick Malone? Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. so we, we're blessed to have him, but definitely, 
impressed with what you were doing. Ordinarily, I would have to say you have there's some big shoes to fill, you know, being that position left by vacant by Freddie Garza. But obviously, we know you. We know what you're all about. We know your rep, your, you know, your resume speaks for itself. So we don't have anything to worry about when we know that, you know, the, the shoes that are being going to be filled in Georgia that from Freddie Garza are going to be filled by Steve Owens, who's more than up to the task and and proven so, you know, with, with what you're doing. Um, Bass Nation in, in Georgia did an awesome job. I mean, they helped out financially for those tournaments that qualify for they those did. tournament anglers that qualify for the national championship. That speaks volume. And uh, you know you're gonna, you know, you're doing the best to support them. Um, how do you got into also doing both? You know, you you which one did you got first, and how did it come about? Did you said, you know, let me add something else to my plate? Yeah, well, uh, I did uh, two years ago. You know, during the season while I was helping with uh, Tyler Cole, Patrick Malone, um, Juan Nunez in California, uh, we handled the 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 Bass Master Bass Nation kayak series with Dwayne Wally and John Stewart with Bass. So while we were doing that, John was educating me on uh, Bass Boat World stuff because I didn't understand the federations and everything. So so he showed me. I grew up crappie fishing, you know, on Tennessee River. So he was educating me about how anglers can fish Bass Nation events within their state, qualify for a state championship, win that state championship and that gets them into a national championship which gets them a bit into the Bassmaster classic big super bowl event so i understood that we don't have that in kayaking but we need it uh, he had already talked to the presidents in each of the states and told them that we have an initiative where we're going to try to get this going um, so in tennessee you know i was already a part of uh, CAST, which is Kayak Angler Society of Tennessee. That's been going for eight or nine, ten years. Um, what that is, is it's each area has their own club, a federation, if you will. So a club, uh, there's 12 of us now. So, you know, that's quite a few anglers. So what I did in year one, since I was busy with the bass stuff, I didn't have time to put together a tournament series. So instead of a trail series with a state championship, I just had an open style state championship, which is what Freddie did in Georgia. Um, so, but in Tennessee, we ran parallel with the existing state championship, which is always close to a hundred anglers. So that's what I did in year one. And it was really successful. All of our qualifiers went to uh, the, the possible kingdom tournament. Um, and then so that uh, awarded me enough momentum to do a, a, an actual trail series last year. Uh, COVID hurt it a lot. I mean, we had a pretty good average. I think we had 60 something on Dale Hollow in December, which is our first event this year. Um, and then we averaged 30 ish probably on the others, which is that's good but it's not, I'm not happy about that. You know, I think we should average 70 in our state because we have such a bit like Texas, you know, we have a lot of kayak anglers in this state. And I learned that through our KBF years, you know, one year with KBF, you know, we made a push in our state and we had, you know, 90 unique new people go to a national championship because of the push. So I know we can do it. It just takes time. Uh, so having said that, you know, 
ran it that season, uh, stayed in contact with Freddie as he was developing Georgia, did a great job getting the buzz and the name out there, people interested. Um, and, you know, like what we talked about, the importance that he does in the high school kayak community is, is you know, unparalleled and that, that deserves top billing. And, you know, there's just, he, you can only do so much. He has a lot busier job than I do. So he could only, you know, uh, really t maintain one. So uh, the kayaking was going to have to go and really wasn't anyone stepping up down there to, to really want to do it or have the time to do it. And, you know, so I reached out to Daniel Davis and said, buddy, you know, if you can help me with Tennessee, I'll do the organization. I'll teach you that because, you know, it's something that, you know, you, not many people get to do. Um, so I'll show you that as we do it. And then eventually you can take the entire thing over and we'll just be partners together, you know, doing what we can. So he agreed to do that. So uh, he'll run the events in Tennessee. Uh, if I can fish him, I will. So now that I've got it free. Um, so when he did that, it allowed me to be able to take over the Georgia because um, the Georgia people come up and fish our stuff in Tennessee. And we've got a great relationship with those anglers. And then I uh, got to know a lot more coming through dugout. And, you know, I could just see that they were just bummed, you know, they wanted something. And so I was like, man, I've got the time if Daniel's helping me and just uh, reached out to Tony Belk, the Georgia president. Georgia's very organized. They have a very organized bass nation. Tennessee does, too. But I'd say Georgia's is one of the largest in the state. So talked to those guys and they approved, you know, me running it and uh, just gave them my blueprint that I use for building a tournament system and they, they signed off on it and gave me the approval to do so. And, and so reached started reaching out to our sponsors and here we are. So. I had my mute on. I <laughs> forget. Sorry about that. I got Can you, you hear me now? Sorry. I got you now. So, yeah. It was my bad. Um, so, you know, when, when we talk about, when we think about all the stuff that's behind the scenes that you're doing um, and you're working on, it's very, it's a daunting uh, task, especially when you got, you know, both tournament trails, both the Tennessee and uh, um, Georgia. You're also a fisherman yourself. You know, they're, they're one of the most um, unappreciated things that we have is that you're taking time away from fishing just to run these tournaments. Well, I'm sure you also have that oh, competitive yeah. vibe that you want to, you know, you want to compete, you want to take part of it, but at the same time you have some responsibilities and that, that is the sacrifice that I think uh, it's worth mentioning. Um, going into oh, the, it's awful. <laughs> I know it's gotta be, um, yeah. I would love to learn more about, uh, um, tournament directing, um, just so I get more aware of, you know, what's more involved and I can talk more of having more educated opinion on my podcast. And I, that's one of the things that I really appreciate is like, man, you guys are taking away time from fishing. You know, it's more like the more you get involved with fishing, the less you are you able to fish. I don't know how, right. how that makes sense, but it makes sense, right? So going over through quickly through the um, trails, let's start with the Georgia trail. You got um, Ufala, February, Lanier, Hartwell, and Clark Hill, and then the championship at Lake Seminoles. What goes into choosing those trails and those lakes for you, and especially when we consider Georgia? Why those lakes? Uh, well, first thing I did uh, when I realized I was going to be able to do a season was I reached out to 
all of the, uh, the, the people I knew in Georgia that fished. Um, I reached out to each of the grassroots clubs to ask them if I do put together a schedule. Um, if you can't run an event parallel with me, would you at least not schedule one on the same day so that we can maximize attendance? Because we're still a small mm -hmm. community. You know, yeah. everyone that fishes a Hobie or a KBF or a bass event fishes a grassroots event somewhere, mostly. Yeah. So uh, made sure we could deconflict and, 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 and that lets them buy into the process as well, you know. It gives them some ownership because they're helping me with my scheduling because mm -hmm. I don't know Georgia Lakes. So th those those anglers put in a lot of great input. Um, some of the industry reps that I've come to know, uh, they live on these lakes and they would put me in contact with a guide on the lakes. And I would talk to them and they would tell me, you know, the best time of year because we're not competing with them. You know, they're still going to run their guide service. Uh, we're not trying to put together um, and not in a negative way. We're not putting together a hundred boat bass boat tournament that is going to disrupt their way of living on tournament day. Um, so we're, we're, we're a small footprint, you know, and, uh, and even if we are fishing around you, we're not disrupting you with boat wake. So boaters tend to help us with information a whole lot more. Um, so that was key. And, uh, David Lowry, a good friend of ours, uh, he's a BFL champion, uh, he fishes all of these lakes. So I sat down with him, the Chambers of Commerce, and just made a lot of phone calls, a lot of emails. Emails are so, so time consuming, but it's part of it. Uh, phone calls are way easier. What you and I are doing now is, is yep. key if you can get that. So if you can, when you're building something or seeking a, a sponsorship for yourself, anyone listening that wants to know, try to have phone calls, you know, a few emails in the interim in the beginning to get a rapport established and then then call call talk to one another uh so on most of the georgia ones I, I, a matter of fact i think every one of them uh from what i've been told now i don't live on these lakes and i don't fish these lakes uh like in february we hit lake eufaula when it's going to mm -hmm. be you know firing up for spawn because it's you know florida strand bass south yeah uh in alabama and georgia um, and then Lake Lanier, um, it's getting ready for the same. It's, it's actually a bait spawn, I believe, that time of year. Um, so both of those events, you're going to catch them deep who haven't moved. You're going to catch the ones in transition. You're going to catch the ones who are shallow, getting ready to be stationary on beds. And then you're going to have some bedding. So both of the first two are going to be that way. Um, and then Hartwell uh, is the same way is what I was told. And then May on Clark's Hill is actually going to be the blueback herring spawn, I think, if I'm remembering mm -hmm. it correctly. And that's their main bait source. So I'm um, going to be able to, you know, uh, each of each of these just magically kind of fell into place where an angler strong suit is going to be able to be used no matter what. So and then uh, Lake Seminole, a lake that I absolutely love. I've got mm -hmm. to fish it six or eight times preparing. Uh, I'll brag a little bit. I, I did cash a check. I got 10th place in a Hobie BOS there two years ago. Seems like know. an eternity ago. Um, <laughs> what you said, the, the sacrificing of the fishing. Nick Brown is one of my best friends. He lives up the road here on Lake Chickamauga, and he was the national championship director for KBF for a lot of years. And, and he told me, he said, the more you get into this, the less you're going to fish. So I'm like, ah, whatever. And he's right, you know. So, uh, but you know, we appreciate what you're doing. 
Oh, I do, man. I know. And I, and everyone's very grateful and appreciative and they thank me and I, I appreciate that, but um, yeah, I'm okay. I, I have fun doing this too. This is, this is fun in and of itself. It's very gratifying. So, so that's how we got the Georgia series built, you know, and we, you know, I had a relationship with a, a tractor company um, and, and, you know, that rep left and went to John Deere and mm-hmm. he reached out and said, Hey man, I see, you know, you're doing Georgia and Tennessee. Um, you know, I've got a lot of dealerships in those areas that, that you could help me highlight because I love marketing and networking. And uh, he said, you know, and that that's how we have a hundred percent payout, you know, is through, through their help. So. Yeah, no, and, and I love that, that having those non-endemic um, uh, companies join, but companies that make sense as well, like John Deere makes sense. You know, we got a lot of brass, um, especially in the South, we got a lot of bluegrass tournament anglers, you know, that, you know, they, they work on their land, they work on the, um, um, so having John Deere, you know, kind of makes sense, even though they're not directly tied with fishing. Um, so that's pretty, that's really nice just to see nice companies over there kind of, you know, shows the job that you've done with it, you know, being able to get those non-endemic companies like established companies like John Deere is very impressive. I like the fact that you also have, um, the top three in Georgia grassroots clubs, um, they qualify, uh, angler of the year qualify for the state championship. I think that's big. Um, I don't see a lot of tournaments doing that of, uh, big name tournaments. Um, but for you to, you know, kind of reach out to those bluegrass tournaments and give them, you know, get them to get their feet wet in Bass Nation and take away any misconceived notion of what a Bass Nation is. I think it's important. Um, I like that. I like that you're reaching out to the grassroots and you're not making this like a good old boys club where it's like, yeah, you're Bass Nation and that's it. It's Bass Nation. You know, where we get this, um, um, how do you call this, tribalism, you know, oh, I'm Bass yeah. Nation. Oh, I'm Hobie. No, I'm, I, I get all that, but we have to look beyond that. And the fact that you are doing that with the grassroots clubs is I think it's big and it goes a long way and it speaks you know what we all know about you Stephen that you do you know you love this sport you love the community and you want it to grow you want it to grow organically and you want to you want to have unity in in the community so I think yeah. that's big and this should be mentioned same thing with the uh, Tennessee tournaments um, with the top three in Cats Club twenty uh, for twenty twenty angle of the year race. Um, that's also big. Tell, talk to me about the Tennessee Trail. How do you got to those lakes as well? You know, what was the thought process in choosing Dale Hollow, Center Hill, KY Lake, Guntersville, and Douglas? So I had originally had a schedule out, and I'm familiar with all of these lakes. Um, so that was easy for me. And again, like you said, we're reaching down into the grassroots clubs as well and cast. Um, so all of us directors already know one each one another very well. So I'm reaching out to them and, and their deconflicting schedules and and everything. And and so we uh, we had our schedule out. And actually, I had planned on 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 having Douglas as an event. And the um, the Chamber of Commerce up there, their budget is is done differently than what I'm used to. So we missed the boat on that event. Well, I'm trying to do 100 percent payout. I don't have the budget to cover an event if I don't have a commitment from that town. So I was, I just, I kind of had to drop it, you know, and, and I was having trouble with the dates because I've got the Bassmaster dates, the Hobie dates and the KBF dates that I'm working around 
plus bass boat tournaments on these lakes as well. So then it hit me. It was like, you know, if you have to schedule a Georgia and a Tennessee on the same weekend, that's fine. Daniel will be at one. I'll be at the other. So that helped me reset the schedule. And the guys up there at Douglas were upset, you know, because we didn't have a – that we dropped the tournament that they had been hoping, you know. So and, – and I'm glad they were upset um, because it made me understand that they're they're wanting to support this thing. So, they care. So I, yeah, so I sat back for a day and just analyzed it, prayed about it, done the whole thing. And I was like, you know what, man, you are just kind of trying to hurry up and get this one done because it's the last thing on your list. So I scrapped it all, and then one day – everything just fell into place to where, you know, we had to add an event because I couldn't go back and tell one of these other lakes were not coming. Um, mm -hmm. So we just decided to, to make it five in Tennessee instead of four so that we could answer those guys who want to support us in East Tennessee. And, and they were happy we did it. And, and it was so, but it, it was, it was just, it just goes to show, you know, never close the door because as I said, I was rushing it. I was ready to be done. I'm stressed out. Mm -hmm. And it, it's just like, you know what, man, you're not doing your job the way you want to do it. And these, you know, you're, you're alienating some people. So, uh, so that's how Douglas got added back. And, and you know what, we'll figure a budget out somewhere. It'll come from somewhere. So it just always does. So, but, uh, Del Hollow, Del Hollow started, uh, AJ McWhorter and Jay Wallen have a, a bluegrass kayak club in Kentucky that I used to, I fished several of their events and, one of them was a snowball classic on Del Hollow, and it was awesome. It was awesome. 40, 70 anglers, each each one. Um, it's cold, and it, the weather sucks, but it was fun. Everyone looked forward to it. It was awesome. We talked about it for months afterwards. So when they both, you know, AJ went on to, to build the Hobie series, and Jay went on to start traveling more, that club kind of went away. So I was like, you know, we're two hours from that lake ourselves. We love it. You know, you mind if we kind of adopted it? So he was like, man, have at it. So we did it one year and had 48 there, I think. And it was all grassroots people. And so the next year as I'm doing the Bass Nation, people are like, hey, are you going back to Del Hollow? And I was like, I can't. I got to do this Bass Nation. And AJ was like, man, just put Bass Nation name on it and do it. And so I did. And, and like, like I said last year, we had 60-something. And Adam Riser, we had a tie actually, like 96 inches Adam Riser had 96 inches of largemouth, and the, the tie had 96 inches of smallmouth. So that was pretty wow. cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, so that's how Del Hollow. Hopefully, that's where we're going to start every year. I mean, it's just it's something we love. Uh, Center Hill, Center Hill. We had a state championship there about three or four years ago, and uh, it's a beautiful lake. Uh, it's a difficult lake in certain times of year. But um, that lake, they've done a lot of work to it. The the TWRA have, and they uh, the Tennessee Wildlife Resource Agency, um, and it's got big spotted bass, smallmouth bass. It's got a population of largemouth. Uh, but in March, everything's moving. So that's why we chose there. They've got three or four good grassroots clubs in that area that travel and fish. Um, so they're going to support it, and and hopefully that'll be a really good event. Kentucky Lake, everyone knows Kentucky Lake. You know, Hobie had their t their TOC event there for a lot of years. Um, and then KBF had multiple events there, national championships. Um, you know, they had the Asian carp invasion, which is still yeah. ongoing. Uh, they pumped a lot of money into controlling that. They don't have it eradicated, but it's, it's, it's very, very much going the right way. 
so much yeah. so that certain times a year are producing, you know, 20, 20 something to 30 pound bags. Uh, the creek fishing is getting a lot better. Um, they, uh, they actually put in an initiative as well. Uh, in the summer months, you can't have a bass boat tournament. You can't haul those fish around in a live well and hurt them. So that's helped the lake turn over as well. So uh, it's not perfect by any means, but, you know, it's, it's fishing. We're going to show up no matter what the lake is and, and, and fish against one another. You know, uh, not every event can have a 104 inch average, you know, so, you know, that's that's there. Yeah. And, it, and those anglers up there support that lake. They do. And they deserve to have one there. And Gunnersville, Gunnersville is a Tennessee River system lake. It's in Alabama. Mostly it starts in Tennessee. Our grassroots club has fished that that lake for seven years we have two tournaments a year on that lake we love it we know it like the back of our hands the alabama crowd down there supports us every time we come the georgia guys travel over uh, we we did just during covid when it first hit we did a high rollers tournament just a hundred dollar bill tournament and had 60 something people in it and we had 12 days to put it together and people just flooded it. So Gunnersville is a lake that it's it's my favorite lake to fish and I live on Lake Chickamauga um, you, no. you'll just go down there, especially this time of year in May, and you're going to be able to throw about any bait you want if you find your area, and you're going to catch three-pounder, three-pounder, five-pounder, two-pounder, five-pounder, five-pounder, three-pounder all day long. It's just, it's phenomenal. And it fishes differently than a lot of lakes. You can get out of the way. On a busy day, there's areas of that lake where you can see one or two boats the whole day. It's a kayaker's dream. Uh, the KBF National Championship that was down there was 480-something or whatever it was. And people have told me that they saw three kayaks the whole week that they were down there poking around. So uh, you can get away from people there, and it's awesome. And That's moving good. on to Douglas. Douglas, like we spoke about uh, at the beginning, um, Douglas is a phenomenal lake. My little cousin fishes high school tournaments here in Chattanooga. He just finished 26 out of 230 boats, I think, on Douglas. Good. And, and he just, he was just, he sat here at my house today talking for 30 minutes about his drop shot technique that that got him going. Uh, Douglas is a deep, clear lake. Um, this time of year will be a really good crankbait bite. It's known for smallmouth. Uh, the Toyota series that was up there, uh, they wrecked them on smallmouth. Um, so June is a really good time of year up in that area for it. Uh, it's the water's not as hot as it is on a lot of these other lakes. And then uh, the state championship, we'll, uh, we'll get back down here to the state championship on Lake Chickamauga uh, in, at the end of August, which is a really good time of year. The grass is up and good. The frog bite is starting to heat up. Top water is alive and well. We had a, we had a state championship on Chickamauga this year. Uh, and we had 77 in it. And uh, Chris Walters, our, our TDKA guy, our local club guy, he won it um, and, and won it by like nine, 10 inches. Uh, it's pretty awesome. Uh, Jay Wallen was third or fourth. Russ Snyders was third or fourth. I mean, you know, it was a stacked field. And uh, we had, you know, 100% payout in it. I think first place took home 2735 bucks. Um, so, you know, that community stepping in with that money to help us pay these fees is what helped. So, and the idea behind my state championship in Georgia and Tennessee is I want to have, say, Georgia, for instance, this is the first year we have a trail series state championship. So we're going to have it on Lake Seminole in November. Well, 
2023, we're going to have it on like Seminole in November. So that if it's your first time in 2022 fishing your state championship lake, if you qualify next year, you're not having to rediscover new water all over again. So hopefully mm-hmm. your second time around will be more enjoyable if you didn't do well. Uh, I think that's important. It's something I enjoy with the Hobies and the KBFs and stuff is when they duplicate a lake back to back, I feel better going into that event. Even though the fishing is totally different, maybe a different time of year, I at least am familiar with some water and it helps me psychologically that way. You know, listen to, listening to you uh, talking about the tournament, you know, as a tournament director, pick the lakes really highlights what I think, oh, we as tournament anglers and myself would have podcasts that don't get to appreciate is the hard job that comes with it. You know, you, you have the chamber of commerce you have to make deals with. Um, you have the grassroots tournaments, which you want to have, you know, work together as much as you can. You got, now you got to choose what lakes are going to be best at that time of the year. Then you want diversity. You don't want, you know, like you said, Douglas Lake fishes differently than uh, Kentucky Lake and Garnersville. And that's also part of it, you know, so for anglers that kind of have a more diverse, you know, field of lakes out there makes it more interesting, you know, as a competitor. Um, the geographic of, you know, spreading those lakes out where it makes sense so everybody can take part of it. There's right. so much that goes in it. And after all is said and done, you have to make the schedule work. And not for your, not just your satisfaction, like everybody, because at the end of the day, you know, you're not going to make everybody happy. There is absolutely yeah. no way. And like I said, one of the things about tournament anglers is, uh, I mean, tournament directors, the best tournament directors is the ones we never hear about, you know, because yeah. when we hear about it, it's because, oh, you know, all of a sudden everybody, something went wrong on a tournament. Everybody remembers is Steve Owens. Now, yeah. if everything yeah. goes great, no one remembers everybody, yeah. you know, everybody remembers the anglers, but nobody remembers the, the, the tournament directors. Everybody, if something goes wrong, everybody remembers the tournament director. So it's, you know, it's, it's the way it is. It's part of the nature of the beast, I guess, but. It is. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but props to what you're doing, Steve. I mean, what can we say? We are so fortunate to have you in the kayak fishing community. Um, it, you know, you can understate, or no, I'm sorry. What's the word I'm looking for? You can't overstate, overstate what you've done. Overstate. That's what I meant to say. Overstate what you've done in the kayak fishing community, the influence that you have and the role that you've played in um, helping this kayak f- fishing community tournaments grow and impressive what you'll be able to do you know juggling all these responsibilities not just one um trail but two states you know georgia and um tennessee plus you know like we said doing so much stuff heavy lifting with the dugout bait and tackle yeah really what kind of got me you know to to dive into the bass nation more uh, was actually, you know, we, we sat down one evening, I was at Jamie's house and he was just blown away. Cause you know, Jamie's been in the bait industry 
for, mm -hmm. you know, since uh, he's 50 years old and he got in it when he was like 13 years old working for his uncle. And, you know, he's a self-made person. He's put in a lot of work, you know, work, worked a lot of, a lot of hours where, you know, he paid his employees and he didn't get a paycheck for, you know, a long time. And that's just, that's a good testament to a person. And, and learning that about a man is, is what made me really want to just continue to grow. Cause I was kind of burnt out and basically just about ready to just move on and leave kayak fishing. You know, it just, uh, it gets laborsome. And like you said, you know, there's not a, there's not a lot of people wanting to help move furniture, but, but you find that group of people like you know uh like aj mccordy he's one of my best friends he lives up the road so you know you and i can talk about things all day but but having that other tournament director is just different you speak the same language well jamie has ran a lot of bass boat series tournaments too he's a huge sponsor in georgia for anything that, that basically anybody wants to put on he's there to help and so he's got that language as well. So I can bounce ideas off. I can vent and he's there for me and he listens to it and absorbs it and helps me make it better. So we were sitting at his house, man, and he started October of 2020, I think, selling Hobies. And I think I came on in right before Christmas, maybe. I think I'm terrible with dates and years. So Same way. <laughs> After around about August, we were sitting down there and uh, he was like, man, he's like, I love fishing community, period. You know, been a part of it, eat, sleep and breathe it. You know, his kids are phenomenal college. His son, one of the best high school anglers in, in the state of Georgia history. Uh, now they both fish for Carson Newman with Jackson Orr uh, and Ewing Minor. You know, he was leading the Hobie AOI for a long time. Um, they're, they're ranked fourth in the country now. Carson Newman is here in Tennessee. Um, so, so they live it. They are a fishing family. His wife is just ridiculously knowledgeable and organized and just a good woman. Um, very helpful in, in keeping us, you know, here, keeping us centered in the brain there. So we're talking and he was just like, you know, I've been a part of this forever. And he said, but just watching, watching the, the, the fanaticism of, of this kayak community. He said, I've had kayak anglers coming to my store for forever buying stuff and they'll stop and we'll talk a little bit. And he said, but then when I became a kayak dealer, he said, I started noticing people from Birmingham, Alabama driving over people mm -hmm. from, you know, Nashville, Tennessee driving four and a half hours to buy a kayak and things like that. He said, man, he said, they have really, really just opened the floodgates to me. And he's like, I want to do something to give back to them. And, and I've always been a big proponent of online tournaments. A lot of people will have their opinions about them. But for me, Casey Reed, uh, everybody knows Casey Reed travels national trails. He, he always had an online tournament like KBF as well. I fished some of those. But with Casey Reed's, what, what I learned was when I screwed up, he was sending me a text saying, hey, man, you left the mouth cracked open, half-inch deduction. Send me a better picture if you've got one. Well, that stuff translates into live fishing, too. Well, mm -hmm. I was telling Jamie, I said, you know, we've got a lot of new people who are scared to get on Facebook and ask questions, uh, don't know the right person to ask. They actually have people giving them the wrong information because they don't know either. I said, you need an online tournament. And so we, we come up and we had brainstormed and, and decided to do an October, November, December month-long tournament called the Dugout Tri-State Series. We've now opened it up to seven states because that's about what we service now. And during this online series, anglers of all cuts of, of cloth can, can fish and, and the newbies can make mistakes and we'll fix them. And the people 
who are established. Uh, like we got, you know, Matthew Kasperick right now, he's leading this month with 108 three quarter inches. Well, well, the way we structured this through our our industry contacts is each week. Now, this is a month-long tournament, so it, it, the, the standings don't change. But every night at, at 9 p.m., I screenshot the standings, and the leader gets, like this year, the leader gets a uh, an Abu Garcia Zeta spinning reel. It's $200 spinning nice. reel. All right, you can only win it one time in the month, though. So this week, Justin Faircloth is in second, so he's probably going to win it. And so that happens for a Zeta uh, Dakota lithium batteries. We got a 10 amp hour battery we rifle weekly. So that's 13 batteries they've stepped in and helped us with. And then from there, uh, one, there's 25 randomly drawn anglers that receive, uh, I think this week it's a Z-Man bait package. So Z-Man is going to send us baits that they donate and we're going to send them to 25 different anglers. Last year, when the season was over, we did, like I said, October, November, December, and a championship in January, we gave away almost 40 grand in prizes in cash, you know, because the uh, so and the way this series works, as I said, each week on Sunday, the leader gets a championship spot. The next week gets a championship spot. All right. So that's four anglers at the end of the month. The top five overall who haven't already qualified weekly get a championship spot that gives us 29 anglers. Just the math worked out perfectly. So overall, three-month big bass leader gets a championship spot too. That gives us a 30-angler championship. We had it on Lake Chatoog, uh, gave away a Hobie kayak, Dakota Lithium hooked us up. Wow. This year, don't know about a kayak due to supply revenue and change, yep. but we do have Newport Vessels is donated an NK-180, and Dakota Lithium is donated two 60-amp-hour batteries to power it. So someone's going to go home with a brand-new – motor setup for their kayak and those two companies have done the same thing with tennessee and georgia we have a newport nk 180 like we did last year at the tennessee championship with dakota lithium batteries to power it so you just take it home put it on your kayak you're good to go so and we wouldn't have all of that had we not sat down and brainstormed this little tri-state series because what that did when I put all that work, you know, with Jamie into getting these manufacturers, because it's hard to get 13 weeks of baits from these people because they're busy too. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the, you, you see now it's hard to get baits, you know, so for them to be able to carve out, you know, I think like Z-Man gave five packs to 25 people. Seaguar, Seaguar is one of our sponsors. They gave away a $50 spool of Tatsu fishing line to 25 uh-huh. people. Yeah, and and they're they're one of our title sponsors this year in the Bass Nation series. So so in building that series with him, it showed me that I wasn't treating the Bass Nation series like it needed to be. It needed to be highlighted as its own thing because your reward at the end of it is your state championship and then from that you get to fish the Bassmaster Classic Championship. So and, and that really sunk in. So that's what got me in gear here to, to set this up so that our people can, number one, get a great payday with 100% payout and also qualify for these championships, which then gets them a stage to get their sponsorships if they're out there, you know? That is, I mean, that's amazing. When you consider now, then, you know, we talked about, you know, building a tournament now, getting the sponsors 
<laughs> we were joking about it on the pre-recording, right? The the biggest, I think, uh, one of the the annoying things about you know doing what you do is that you always have a meeting about the meeting, right? <laughs> we're gonna have a meeting, but we we have a meeting. We're gonna have a meeting about that meeting, you know. And it's you know it's the little things that take so much time to kind of work out, you know, just not just a tournament series, but to get all this. For the anglers, because this is not something you've been getting for yourself. I mean, all these prices go to the anglers. Yeah, you're and, right. I yeah. mean, we like I said, we we can't overstate what you're doing, Steve. I mean, you're doing all this job. Really, the ones that are get to go on the water, enjoy the the tournament anglers. Um, you know, and there's so many opportunities to come. You know, even if you don't win, get get a chance to get something. You know, go home with with a little prize package or something. You know, by putting in the effort. We're not gonna hand out ribbons just for participating. But I like the fact that, you know, you, you made it that companies out there come and see what you're doing and they're willing to invest and say, you know, Seagar say, you know what, we'll, we'll invest. We'll give some of our products away. Um, MK, you know, Minkota and all these other companies that you got lined up working for you. It it speaks volume, you know, and it, and it shows them when companies know what you're doing and know that you're building something, they're more inclined to invest. And really the big winners are the guys and girls also that are fishing these tournaments that you are hosting and that you are building on. So again, uh, what can we say about, you know, the job that you have done? It's, it's amazing. And we very, like I said, we're very thankful to have you on the, on our fishing community and help out. I wanted to go over a little bit about the rules because me and myself, we've had debates about this, about Bass Nation, not not locally, because I know like what Freddie Garcia has done in the past and most of the local tournament anglers have done in the States. But there are rules and some of us, myself being kind of disappointed with what Bass Nation, the National Series has done. But we don't get to see what you see. We don't get to experience what you experience. We are, it's easy for us to be armchair tournament director and, you know, pick out points and criticize and do uh, debates here. But really you guys are doing all the footwork and the heavy lifting. So I wanted to go over some of the things, the misconceptions that we as, you know, podcasters and tournament anglers that don't get to see, that you get to see. Especially, we we're talking about the difference in rules. Why the difference in rules between, you know, one state to another, even though it's Bass Nation? Oh, okay. All right. You talk, yeah, the Bass Nation uh, versus, this is when, and I told Dwayne, I said, man, we got to come up with a different name than Bassmaster Bass Nation Kayak Series because everybody's going to call it the Bass Nation Kayak Series. Well, the Bass Nation Kayak Series is state level. So so the easiest way, uh, I really appreciate you bringing this up because it'll help. I mean, it took two years, but like Vinny Ferrer, he's one of the better directors in the country, runs Queen City in North Carolina. He's running the North Carolina Bass Nation Series now so uh but but it was because he we were frustrated and and didn't understand how it works and so he's busy he don't have time you know he just just bring it to me make it simple and i'll take it and build it which is what he's doing so so anyway like you said being on the back side of it with bass getting to build it from the beginning and and the bass nation specifically i got to understand that here's the easiest way to break it down You've got the Bassmaster Bass Nation series of opens, the $250 tournaments. Throw all of that away. That's the national trail. Bass Nation, Bass Nation is a state level trail. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, to fish the state level, it costs you $45 a year. That $45 is paid separately. 
$15 goes to Bassmaster because that's the umbrella. That's the mother company. It costs $15 a year to fish under that tournament series. So that is your fishing license, so to speak. You've got to have it, whether you like it or not, whether you mm -hmm. like having to have a driver's license, you still got to have it. So that's just the way it is. They are a business. They deserve to make money for the platform they built. So we've understood that the next, the Bass Nation level is $30 a year to fish. What that $30 does is goes to your state. And what that does, that $30 is not just paid to a company. That $30 gets you the insurance for your event. So mm -hmm. yourself, every tournament official, every angler that is a part of that event is now covered under Bass's insurance. And that's huge. That's a big yep. expense. We do the math in Tennessee. If we wanted to purchase the insurance that is at that level, it's $27 a year per angler. So that's where that money goes. You can't expect them to carry that insurance for free for you. So yep. that's where that money goes. The other money, there's a portion of it that goes to um, boat ramp restorations, the Asian carp initiative, that kind of thing. That stuff we're never going to see because we don't do the fine print reading. Um, no. The other part of it is, is you do get another magazine subscription for that yep. $30. So that's where that goes. Uh, what is hanging a lot of people up, that's your national dues to fish the Bassmaster Opens. You got to have $15. To fish the Bassmaster Opens and Bass Nation, you got to have fifteen dollars and thirty dollars. Some states are allowed. Some states have a state dues as well. Uh, in Tennessee and Georgia, we don't because I feel like I have the means to raise the money for what your dues would cover. Uh, like Freddie and them collected dues that one year. Well, with that money, you know it doesn't get broadcast enough. You know they paid those language entry fee. To the Bassmaster Classic Championship, and gave each of them spending money to travel. On. Yep. Okay. So in Tennessee, if we collect ten dollars dues, then we're going to use that money for trophies or lodging or whatever, just like they did. But I'm not going to do that yet. Once I get this established, I'll have time to focus and be able. Because right now, what I'm having to do is I'm having to learn all my accounting. So mm -hmm. once I figure out how to balance all of that, see what money we're going to have left over, we'll see what we can do. But uh, so right out of the gate, it's $45 a year to fish. Um, once you pay that $30 Bass Nation, you're allowed to fish any chapter in the country. You can mm -hmm. leave Texas and come up here and fish Georgia. Yep. And the only thing you have to do is pay the state dues if there is one, which we don't have one. So the 45 covers you for the entire country. And the reason the rules are different for each, each state is that um, it's a bass boat series. The, it's been here for, for 50 years or however long it is. We're coming into their world. So they're having to learn how to help us mesh with them. Uh, we can't just step in and say, hey, this is our way or the highway kind of deal because it's not. You know, this is their club we're joining. Even though we are a kayak club, we're joining their Bass Nation in Texas. So most state presidents are very helpful. They understand they can't run these kayak series just because they're so busy. But someone that they trust or that someone has been delivered to them, like, like I was in Georgia, basically, this guy, you can trust him. He'll do a good job. They sign off on you running it. 
That's where you get in. And when you disagree with one another, you don't get mad and quit. You stay in, you do it their mm -hmm. way for a year. And then when they see you know what you're talking about, you can initiate, well, hey, can we incorporate this? This will help us get more kayaks involved and everything like that. This, the rules are different in each state so that you have control of it in your state. You don't have uh, a mother company who being flat honest with you is so busy that they don't know what you're doing in Wyoming. You don't have them telling you what to do because your anglers may not like that and they may not fish. Well, if your anglers are getting to tell you what you think the rules need to be, then it's going to be successful. And by, and John, the president of Bass Nation preaches that over and over and over. He said, let them know we don't want to control what y'all do. We need your dues to cover the insurance riders and do the other things we're wanting to do with that money. And then after that, you guys run it the way you see fit with one another. And, and, and that way it'll be successful. So it's, it's not a lazy approach. It's a, an approach where they want you to be able to build what you want in your state. Um, I do understand though, and myself and a few others have talked what we probably could do, and it will take some time to do it, is sit down in the Bass Nation and look at the master rules um, and, and, and come up with something. And Bass would be interested in looking at it and possibly adopting it to where the national rules and the state rules are all the same. Uh, there'll be some differences because of state laws, but they already know them because they run bass boat tournaments there too. Mm -hmm. um, so, but, but for me, you know, there are a few things that I don't think I would ever budge on to have a national unified thing. And I'm not trying to be superior, but it's just something I feel strong enough about that I'm not going to give up on. So that's why the rules are different and it, it can be aggravating. And I hear anglers say, if the rules aren't the same, there's more room for us to mess up. Well, that is true, but you're not going to mess up as long as you read, you know, if you read and ask questions, you're not going to screw anything up. And people just don't do it. I don't do it hardly, you know. I, I still haven't read the Hobie rules, and I fished ten of them. You know, I mean, it's just I, I don't don't kill me, AJ. I read a little bit of them, you know. <laughs> I don't read all of them. So, yeah, no, that's very interesting. And you know, we like I said, we here in Paddle and Finn, and myself, and I know other podcasters. You know, we we want the the. The tournaments to grow and then we feel some things that might be different and we may get be frustrated at what we feel it's kind of like a snow snail pace approach yeah. to bass at the, bass nas at the national easily, series yeah, at the yeah national they could level. they could communicate a lot better i, I understand yeah. that true and i agree you know even when i was in it uh, they could communicate a little bit better <laughs> so, but, well, but but i think what we all with our yeah. yeah, us kayakers, we we are so accessible to one another that we're used to quick answers. You know, they're they're different because there's millions of them. So they're used to just having to put their head down, do their job, and you be happy with the product at the end. Where here, we all, even at the top level, have input from newbies every day, you know. So it's a little different, but it, it is frustrating. Is that mainly what has had what you said you were kind of disappointed with, or is there more? Uh, I'd be interested. No, I mean, no. I mean, to me, you know, Bass Nation, I'm excited that they're, you know, that as an organization, they're behind the kayak fishing. I think it's important. I think if the sport is going to grow, it's important. I, 
I never want to go in the route that says, oh, we should boycott because no, 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 no. That's, that's, right. that's created more division. I think we all can support it. I may have my reservations about some things, but I will support when they come here to Texas and they fish because I think it's important. I think the main thing, and I just want for myself, when you talk to tournament anglers, you know, because I want to get a uh, uh, feel for the pulse, you know, for those that fish the national trails. And I think some of the things that you see is more basically it's the, you know, the schedule coming out as late as this, is it as late as it comes out. And, you know, I think, you know, without getting too deep into the rabbit hole, also more transparency on what it is. I think for the most part, and I say with this, with the utmost respect, we're kind of spoiled with what AJ McWhorter has done with, with, oh, yeah, absolutely. he's created a bunch of divas. You know, we think that everybody should be doing what AJ McWhorter is doing. And we have to understand at a national level, he's done things. He, you know, and God bless having him on, on the kayak fishing community, but their Hobie's approach is different. From a company standpoint, when we're talking about Bass Nation, it is an organizational standpoint. You know, if that makes sense, Hobie's there to sell Hobies, you know, so their angle for it is going to be different. Where Bass Nation, it is more about the organization and it, there's a lot of components. So obviously, it's a more complicated, intricate system than Hobie BOS. Mm-hmm. Um, so... There are things, you know, that we, we like to see get better. Mostly it's just, we, you know, an angler of the year race. I think it's very important having more trails instead of just five trails at a national level, you know, have more like in the lines of like seven or eight, even, you know, and that's hard to do. Even Hobie had to, I think, pull back one trail this year. I think they had 10 mm-hmm. this year and the next year having the nine. And I might be, I'm, that may be wrong on that, but that's what I've heard so far. Um, so, you know, it's... It's one of those things where we want Bass Nation because of the name that's behind it and the, you know, the years of experience. We want it to match what organizations like Hobie BOS and KBF are, uh, have been doing. I don't mind in a way if this is Bass, Bass Nation's way of saying we're going to do a puppy approach. Make sure we get it right. We're not going to get ahead of ourselves. We're going to grow this and when it's going to be big but we're going to take our time, then by all means do it. You know, if you want to make sure that you want to, you got it and you got it right and eventually move it to another level, that's it. You know, we just have to be patient with it, but we kind of wanted that reassurance that that's where it's headed. You know, if when you're not there now, but are you heading that way? Are your plans as Bass Nation, national tournament, are you headed the, that way? Or are you just going to have that kind of kick the tires thing for a prolonged time where we like, you know, is, is this going to grow or is this just going to stay, you know, at a stale space? And I think that's most of us in tournaments that I've, tournament anglers that I talked to, in my opinion, is that we want it to grow because we know how important it's going to be for the kayak fishing community. And, you know, we have to be patient and hopefully they'll be able to figure it out and take it to a higher level. We understand it's not going to be their bread and butter, you know, their staple like the Bassmasters. We get it. It's never going to be that big. But, you know, at least give it the, the place that I think it, it deserves. You're right. Listen. You're right. And I, I don't I don't think it's at the place it deserves yet. But yeah. uh, here's something that I, I have done, you know, from the beginning. And, and to be honest with you, uh, when, when I stepped away from the national trail, I did. It, it hurt. It, and I feel like I let a lot of people down uh, because and the only reason I say that is, is that 
you know, John and, and Bass, um, they know how to run tournaments and run them very, very, very well. Uh, they know the bass boat community. Um, they don't know the kayak community. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? The kayak community doesn't know the Bassmaster tournament structure. Mm-hmm. Those guys are used to getting on paper what the event is and then just going and fishing. Mm-hmm. They don't have anglers contacting directors constantly asking, Hey, how many fish is this tournament? You know, and this and that and the other. So there's a huge fault in the community as well, because yep. we don't prepare ourselves to be professional. If you, if you have to ask a tournament director, some of the questions we've been asked, and I don't mind it because if you don't ask and you screw up, it's going to hurt me to have to disqualify you, you know, but yep. when you, when an angler asks you, do I have to wear my PFD or can I put it under my seat? You know what I'm saying? And this is a person, this person, I know. he, they had a rig. They, they had been kayak fishing. So if you haven't taken the time to read the most important thing in tournament fishing, which are your rules, you know? So anyway, I say, I say, so I got sidebar, sidebar a little bit there, but, but what bass needs is angler input. And that's something mm-hmm. that as a community, we don't do. We get on Facebook and bitch and gripe, but mm-hmm. I'm, I, there, if you'll go back and look, I constantly put BN at Bassmaster.org. I think that's it. That is the email, you know, send them suggestions, ask them questions. And, and, and cause, cause here's the thing, you know, and that's why I felt bad about leaving because I was part of that connection, that bridge that took mm-hmm. what you said and got it to bass and they do listen. Uh, the yep. reason the schedule was so late last year, like we talked about, was literally when they moved the Bassmaster Classic, that took, because here's, here's how it goes. Yeah. Like, you know, the open, the college, the high school, kayaking. That's the way they've always structured the releases. So we're new. We go to the bottom of the totem pole, so to speak. Not in respect, just a calendar order. So they release one schedule, then the second one, then the third one, then us. Well, when they had to change the Bassmaster Classic date, that changed all four series' schedules. So then they had to jump into these communities and say, what can you fit in? What can you fit in? So then it kept prolonging it because I did actually get to help build that one still, even though I had stepped away. But guess what? There was no – AJ is the front piece of KBF. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Chad and a few others have always been the front piece for KBF. So there's a communicator there. Bass doesn't have that. And I was yeah. that for a while. Patrick and Tyler and them do that as well. But but I kind of took the lead because I enjoy being vocal. And uh, and so but it but it did. It it it, it hurt. It, it spread me so thin that that, like I said, I was about just done. And, and I had to and I stepped away from it and I've had so much fun again. Uh, and it wasn't Bass's fault or the community's fault. It was my fault because I did too much. And so mm-hmm. so this year's schedule, it actually has, was done uh, a month ago. It was it was done two weeks before Hobie announced. So um, I had talked to John and, and he we overlooked their schedule and I showed him some things I had and I gave him the KBF schedule and uh, talked to him about some things AJ had told me. And he said, "Uh oh, I've got some deconflict. I've got a deconflict here. So he said, you know, when's Hobie releasing the second half of their schedule? So we, I told him and he said, okay. So once Hobie did, he nailed down the last two events and he deconflicted three events. Um, 
but like you said, you know, we should be able to just sit and wait, you know, until the end of November for a schedule, but we want it now because we're excited. We do this all day long, 24 seven, but bass needs that front person in the kayak yeah. community to speak like AJ shares information and Steve Fields and Chad Hoover and, and, and Amanda and all of them have in the past. So, so you're right. Um, but they do, but the, here's the thing, like I said, and got into many of fights and arguments with people who just wanted to just grow instead of being a change or a help, mm-hmm. you know, there's email addresses out there and I provide yeah. them every chance I get, you know, and they will listen and they take into order because John has always been really good about, convince me why and i'll do it and he has everything we ever brought to him as a group uh he made the changes to it now uh, at the bassmaster classic you know people were were uh disappointed in that payout because somewhere (laughs) somewhere along some way there was a graphic because in the beginning the original plan was to pay 100 120 percent at the classic well that wasn't able to happen because sponsors got pulled and, and moved and jump shipped and, and, and just whatever happened, the money wasn't there. That graphic, I have no idea who shared it, where it came from, but that was a plan. It wasn't an actual commitment. Well, guess what? Everybody thought that was commitment. So it got blown out of, out of the water. Um, But here's another thing again, with not reading, there's an industry rep, one of the, the better ones in the, in the country who has told me half a dozen times, the payout structure for bass and it is absolutely wrong. They don't care to stop and get the truth. Bass pays 80, 20. They pay 30 spots at every tournament. It's an 80, 20 split. And this person is saying 60, 40. They're keeping No, no. That just goes to show the toxicity. And like you said, the tribalism, you know, um, you know, don't, don't do that. You're, you're, you feel like you're hurting bass or Hobie or KBF, but you're not, you're hurting the anglers because you are trying to dethrone and undermine the platform that everybody mm. wants to fish, you know, like at dugout, we have, in my opinion, the best fishing staff in the country and our anglers, some of them fish, all bass, all Hobie, all KBF. Some of them fish a mixture of them. We're we are all inclusive. We want everybody to fish everything if you want to. Yeah. Uh, we want every brand to succeed. And, and like we talked about with Douglas, we've got anglers pairing with Douglas, you know, um, so that and, and the, the mindset behind that is, is let's say I'm sponsored with Douglas and you're sponsored with Douglas. We're only going to reach our kayak friends, you know. Well, if you and I can go out and get Douglas a little bit of content, put a little bit of the dugout name behind it, then Douglas now has kayak content to share on their social media platform. Well, what does that do, you ask? Well, what that does is, is it shows Douglas people, bass boat people, Hmm. man, look at this kayak world. The next thing you know, it's bringing in new kayakers. So by doing that, other kayakers are going to see you highlighting Douglas or Douglas highlighting you and they're Mm. going to get brand loyalty off of that. And so, and they understand that people like Douglas, they're very smart and they listen. Uh, That's good reps because the reps are where everything are done in this industry, you know, and they, they work hard. What you talked about, do the work first. I've been, 
six years I've been going to trade shows and, and I met uh, Ryan Buttermore. He's one of my good friends. Now he's the, the North American rep for Megabass. I've been a Megabass junkie before I knew oh, how to great throw company. a baitcaster. Before I even knew how to throw a baitcaster, I was buying Megabass just because, you know, I'm a collector of everything. I do sports memorabilia too. But um, so, so I'm sitting here and I meet him at a national show and we're talking. And next thing you know, I run into him a couple weeks later at another one. So I'm helping him at these shows and I'm talking to him and he's like, he's flat honest. He said, buddy, he said, Megabass, you know, we sponsored at the time Edwin Evers, Oliver Nye and uh, uh, Randy Blockett. And that was it. And now Edwin Evers is no longer with them and it's Oliver Nye and Randy Blockett, you know, and they're, they're great social media people. And, uh, and they, he was like, you know, they're not going to do that. He said, but he taught me, he said, what you do is you show me as a rep, what you can do or Abu or whomever, what you can do. And a rep will help you get product for your events, for your anglers or for yourself, if that's what you're looking for. And, uh, and so for four years, I'd go to shows and just be a, a foot soldier for Megabass, you know, and I haven't gotten anything from it except for a great friendship with, with Buttermore who gives me his knowledge and information, which is priceless. And I can take that and I use it at other places as well. So, you know, I don't have one free thing from Megabass um, except for that man's knowledge that he cared enough to share. So, you know, you're, everything you get, if you go into it, as I said earlier, with showing them what you are going to give them in return, they know. They know. They've seen it all. They know a taker when they see one. They can smell them a mile away. And don't get cocky. Don't get arrogant. Don't try to be cute and funny. Just just tell them flat out, man, I don't know much about lipless crankbaits, but I want to know, you know, and that, that that'll get you some trust built, you know, because they see you're real and honest. So um, but that was, you know, to tie all that together, the, the Bass Nation thing. And it's the biggest thing is, is send me a message. If you've got suggestions, I'll, I'll send it to them, you know. I, yeah. you know, and, and, and that's a, that's a big thing because we need them. You know, like Lambert said, we need every kayak company to be successful. Every one of them, because we all need each other, you know? So, and, and it'll get there. It will. And but it, their, commitment it will. Is there. their commitment is there. They've already got events booked for next year so that the schedule will be out faster, you know? So, um, no, and it will. Gonna and tweaking. I, there's going to be some tweaking. I, I think you guys will like the tweaking. Uh, I think you Texas guys will be pretty happy. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, in in I mean, in it's going it's going the right way, and it's going to keep growing. It'll get there in in no short, um, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, in a lot in not of short lot of credit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, in a lot of credit is get, yeah, it goes to what you what you're doing. It. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't just um, get mad and leave it. Yeah, no, and, and and you've done you know so much of the heavy lifting that's gotten us to where we are, and going and opening the doors to get to where we need to do, and having you share the knowledge. And again, I appreciate it because this yeah. is not. I think it's very important as a podcaster not to think that I'm always right. In my opinion, is the only one that matters. You know, I may have my feelings about how Bassmaster or Bass Nation should run the kayak series or what we like to see, and we eventually want to see. But it's good to know from your expert opinion and get a peek behind the curtains of what is involved because that makes me more knowledgeable about it i think moving forward the biggest thing i think that it's going to help out both the anglers and the 
the tournament di the directors, or not, well, not the tournament directors, the kayak tournament anglers and the Bass Nation is to have that, you know, that face of the franchise kind of moving forward to like, if you have questions, if you have issues, this is where you need to go. And it needs to be something other than Dwayne Wally, not because not doing Wally is doing a great job, but he is with Tourney X, and that's his job. Mm -hmm. and, and, and to me, I believe just providing a service for um, Bass Nation's attorney X. That's his, that's what Dwayne Wally needs to focus on because it's a it's a lot of job to ask Dwayne Wally to do now yeah. be the face of Bass Nation character is, is too much. You need somebody that's more adapt to what get bridge that um, communication gap with, with the kayak anglers are having with Bass Nation. Be that frontline person that kind of takes the heat and also educates the kayak anglers. You know this is why it's this way. You know the same thing you are doing. Um, and I think that, you know, once that person is, um, found and established and uh, gets to take Bass Nation characters to another level, doing that PR work is very important. And I think it's going to go a long way. And again, we're excited to have Bass Nation characters, um, get involved in, in kayak fishing, in tournaments. And yeah. I know it's going to grow. We, you know, and we have to be patient about it, like I mentioned before, but having, you step in, you know, at the foundation of Bass Nation getting involved. I think it paves the way for the growth that can go forward. Definitely. Steve, yeah, I've had you for... Real quick, didn't Tim Beers, hasn't Tim Beers set up something in Texas? Don't you guys have a, a Texas Bass Nation qualifier coming up pretty soon? It is, and don't get me started on that. <laughs> Because oh, okay. the, never mind. Never the, mind. I appreciate the, you having me on the show. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the publicity of it is more like there was a flyer. I mean, there was no like real, there's no structure to it. There's also two tournament fees, which a lot of people is like, why am I paying? I mean, not tournament fees. That's why am I paying two membership for one, for one single tournament? You know, I understand yeah. when you're going to do a month long, hey, I'm going to have five. Okay, well, you pay the Bass Nation. Kind of what you were saying, you know, money goes to Bass Nation, money goes to the state um represent you know representation um oh, that was one tournament oh, that, was, and, that wasn't explained yeah yeah no and it's just like well it was just it's just a i've only seen like a flyer type thing going through uh it seems like a homemade thing you know when i look yeah. at the bass nation logo for georgia and tennessee what you've done that is as professional as it gets and then i'm seeing this flyer go around facebook where i'm like is this a prank is this somebody trying to to get money or is this actually happening? I haven't heard any buzz from it. I haven't heard any thing solid to say, you know, hey, this is what's going on. You know, it's been on the Bass Nation characters page or it's been on, it's just kind of like little flyer running through Facebook. Yeah, I can't even find it now, but, and, and yeah. I know like I, I, I met Tim, uh, me and Lambert <laughs> and John McClenney went to uh, Bienville Plantation in, 2013 or 14 or something like that and it was freaking awesome we had a blast down there but we met tim beers there and he's from florida i, I think it's just uh inexperience because i mean he's he's not done this kind of thing before but he wants to do it um and and like you know there's there's a lot of stigma or just someone hasn't had the time to because i know duke duke looked into it duke looked into trail series in texas and the whole nine yards but Hey, man, you know, he's as busy as anybody in the world, too. Yeah. So he didn't have time to do it. And I think Tim just came down and was like, you know, man, I want to get this going. You know, he reached out and asked some questions, but 
I, I think it's just, he just, he doesn't, you know, not everyone is a social media person. You know, my graphics are made by Joe Hivenrick, who used to run KBF. Thankfully he lives here in Tennessee. And so he helps me out tremendously with that. And I thank him for that. But, uh, but yeah, you're right. I, I get it. I saw that uh, South Carolina was actually the same way at the, very beginning and then they got a tournament director who, who used to do bass boat tournaments uh he got into the kayaking stuff and he took that over and he's good now but uh it, it's it's newness i guess uh i wish someone would reach out to tim and help him you know i'm sure he i didn't even know it's tim that that's the reason yeah, it's tim, you have his I'm phone number pretty certain yeah i'm pretty certain it's tim beers uh, I'm going to message him and I'll get back with you. I think so because uh, I think if he just had, you know, because like look at Cats down there, man. Cats has been, when we started building what we got in Tennessee, uh, it was Mountain State Kayak Anglers and Cats, you know, and, and we were just like, you know, that's the way you do it. So we tried to do that and we've, we've done our own version of those two clubs, but, uh, you know, those, those two people nationwide and then Queen City in North Carolina, that's the clubs everybody wanted to be, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, Katz yeah. uh, had his problems with tournament director this year, though. Yeah, uh, but it, it, hey, yeah. credit to them. You know, they took the high road. They didn't. They didn't make it bigger than what it needed to be. They kind of like, you know, put their head down. So we're gonna work it. We're gonna make it work. And yeah, you know, we'll so big props right, to ACK you know? the way yeah. they handled that that whole thing over there. And yeah, uh, nobody heard much about it, but that's good. Uh, but yeah, they they managed to make it work. So. Um, it's one of the longest standing tournaments here in, in the nation. So we hope that, you know, next year it comes out strong and fi fix all the kinks that needs to be fixed. It's a very important tournament here in Texas. Well, Steve, I've had you for what, an hour and 20 minutes or so, and I do appreciate it. I know you're a busy guy. So the last thing you need is to talk, um, hours on about kayak fishing i knew you would love no, to. no man i appreciate it man <laughs> it, hel it helps me get up get out verbally uh what all we're trying to do and it, I, I really you guys do a great job again i've told you i've watched your your podcast several times and that's the reason i reached out is you know you're the boss uh, but you give everybody their voice and, and that's what I like. And that's why I wanted to come on and uh, just really thankful for it. You know, I could sit and talk, you know, for more, a lot longer, no. you know, I'm good, but uh, I know we all do need to cut it short so that the people who've been listening won't hang up on us. So uh, we'll nah, replay. But, it, awesome. but I, I appreciate that greatly. I do. Um, and, and feel free anytime to reach out. If you've got any questions on anything, uh, need my help on anything, you know, if I can't do it, somebody in our structure will help you. We got a lot of people in our corner that don't mind helping people across the country and and you know it's we we do it for for ourselves and you so just uh just let me know if you got any questions or anything and and by all means you know if you got any suggestions on how to be better at something i'm all ears for that too because improvement makes things easier so and i'm i'm, no, I'm, and I'm, I, a, I'm a path of least resistance kind of guy so you you're a gentleman and a scholar steve i appreciate uh, you know uh, after all the hard work you do to still have be the you know the still stay humble and kind of like let other people um hear other people input even though you're probably probably the most knowledgeable person about this speaks uh, volumes about your character as a person and and you know and staying humble and and again you we can't overstate what you've done for the kayak fishing community we're I, I mean extremely privileged to have you on and 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 i know i said it before and i'll continue to say it before i let you go steve I, I want to give you a few minutes, I mean, to do some plugs. I know you got dugout, bait, and tackle, which you run. 
Um, you got other stuff that, that I'm sure you can promote that anglers would benefit of it. Please take as much time as you want. Talk, talk about every, anything that you want to talk about, any products, plugs, promotions, you've earned it. Take all the time you need. I, I really appreciate that. I'm glad you did that. Cause I, I didn't highlight very well on what we were talking about is what we're building, uh, in, in Tennessee and Georgia, as I said, we have dugout bait and tackle and John Deere ag pro as our title sponsors. Uh, along with that, we have net bait. They're loading us up with soft plastics for the events. Uh, we have Spro. Uh, we have Gamakatsu and Spro come out with a line of their own soft plastics that are like, uh, I don't think I can get in trouble for saying Z-Man, Elastec type, you know? Mm -hmm. So they have their own net and drop shot baits that are pretty dang slick. Got a Texas rig bait. I'm a big JDM guy. Their Texas rig bait looks like the Cattle Tongue by Megabass. It's a really good dead stick bait is what it's designed for. Um, we've got a Newport Vessels and Dakota Lithium, as I said, for a motor and a battery combo to power it um, for the each state championship. Um, we've got a Hog Farmer Bait Company is our big bass prize sponsor. Uh, we've got Seaguar. They're loading us up. We get 10 spools of mm -hmm. product per event. And uh, we also in Tennessee and Georgia have an Angler of the Year program as well it's your best three events and we right now we're at a thousand dollars per state for cash prize for your angler of the year from carl black chevrolet um so pretty really yeah really happy about that uh i'm going to try to squeeze a little more out of them i'd like to see it be fifteen hundred dollars but hey you know uh working working with a few more sponsors uh i don't want 90 90 sponsors of this trail series i want it to be heavy loaded with the heavy hitters uh, because, you know, quality is king. Uh, we want to get you products in your hands that we, we believe in, that we can get out. Um, for myself, you know, again, you know, I, I work with a dugout bait and tackle remotely. I'm in Chattanooga there in Marietta, Georgia. Uh, we're a Hobie dealership. We just brought in Jackson kayaks this week. Uh, we've got, uh, we carry Torquedo, Newport, uh, Dakota Lithium, uh, FPV. Uh, we do custom rigging. Uh, we probably we probably installed four dozen panoptics units, live scope units in the last six months down there. I mean, we we have uh, we're a full detail custom shop. Anything you want, we've got uh, boondocks, yak attack. Um, um, you know, we got one objective. We've got on the water innovations. Uh, we sell uh, you know Denny Denny Romero's trailers. We 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 sell those. We've got Yakima. Uh, so and, and we're you know we're here to to help you go home with it. Uh, we've got a really strong online store. We just got up and going earlier this year, ran by Nick McBride. Um, but, you know, can't can't do it, you know, without uh, the tournament directors in the grassroots. Like I said, uh, they support us. Uh, they, they help their anglers make the decisions to come and fish us. They get new people who are a little timid to come out and fish with us. Um, and we actually have anglers who are not even fishing in the tournament. They just want to come out and fish the day to see how one goes. Uh, we help them, you know, if we have, uh, we, we do allow hog troughs. So we allow hog troughs and catch boards in there. Um, so we, 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 we loan them to them, um, and do all of that. So, um, but you know, I, I say it over and over. It's something that stuck with me earlier, kind of a little cliche thing, but I say it as much as I can. A tournament is only as good as the anglers who are in it. And so far we've had any issues we had were minor. Uh, it was a, we've never had a rules 
cheater. It's just a simple infraction, like forgot to do something or something like mm -hmm. that. It was a teachable moment. Um, so, you know, that, that's what, that's what carries over is when an angler can do their job, it makes my job easy. I can just sit back and judge fish and move on. And, um, uh, just really thankful for all of that support, you know, because if you don't have, you know, the people, then you don't have anything. And so that's why we're above board when I make mistakes. Uh, and, and we just put it out there and you're welcome to gripe and complain and I'll take it because that's my day in the barrel. I did it. I messed up and, and I'll take the repercussions. And, and then, like you said earlier, we'll, we'll lay that down and we're going to forget about it and move on because we've got bigger things to do than to stay hung up on something. So, um, Appreciate you letting me highlight those sponsors there. Really happy with that Angler of the Year system and uh, working on a really cool trophy. Hopefully we'll have that unveiled from a, a big company in our industry. Uh, it's going to be really nice, I hope. So thank you for, for again, letting me get on here and, and uh, appreciate my, you getting Douglas to reach out to us. Our guys are excited about those rods. So. Now, it's, first of all, my honor to have you on the podcast. I mean, I was super excited. I was giggly with joy when I when I saw your message that you wanted to come on to the podcast so um I mean like I said thank you so much for reaching out and getting the word out and educating myself not just my listener but educating myself and kind of like clearing some misconceptions that I actually have a bass nation series and I think that's important not to understand that's not you know my opinion sometimes may not be right um and sometimes we have to rethink um things but I mean, having you on the podcast has been a blessing. Having you work with the kayak uh, series, you know, I'm sure those guys are lucky to have you in Tennessee and, and in Georgia. Hopefully, you'll move to Texas soon. <laughs> Help us out here. <laughs> hey, I can, I can work remotely. I can work you remotely. You can work remotely. I'm sure we're going to appreciate the help. But uh, no, and again, you know, tournament directors, Duke Tran here in Texas, Chris Morales, Joseph Anderson, Jacob Andrews, um, all do an amazing job. Um, and I'm sure you paved the way by setting the example on for a lot of them and influence a lot the way you do conduct business. So thank you. Uh, speaking of sponsors, go check out my sponsor before we close out, Douglas Outdoors. You can get him a Douglas Bacon Tackle if you live in that area. If not, you can get him here at Fun and Sun Tackle in Texas in Hearst in the Fort Worth Metroplex. Also, you can get them online, right? Dugout Bait and Tackle Cell, you have an online store as well? Yes, we do. We don't have Douglas listed yet, but uh, hopefully we got all that soon. So, awesome. So, go check out our sponsors. Have a great day, everyone. If you're going to be on the water, please remember it's Bass Kayak and Beers. It's just the title. I'm not telling you to go out there and drink on the water like some people have suggested <laughs> on social media. Um, wear your PFDs. Stay safe and have a great day, everyone. Let me uh, end the, no, not in the broadcast. Let me see, and. When you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know, right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'm there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.